0: Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards,
1: and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. What are you doing? Um, I'm here, and uh, <laughs> you know, you, the topic you told me about today, I was, wow, it's a big topic.
0: It is, it is, and we talked last week about living life and, and living it to the
1: full. and Abundantly,
0: yeah. Abundantly. Right. And uh, this topic today we're going to talk about is something that can most definitely drive a wedge between you living life and living life abundantly. Uh, living a good Christian life—it's uh, something that now, because of my vo- my uh, my day job, my vocation mm-hmm. uh, in my job working for Cardinal Studios, uh, I deal with this a lot. We have a program that we came out with uh, called Strive that deals with uh, pornography. It is uh, helping men break free from pornography. And so, when we were preparing for the the show this week, you know, it's been up, it's been talked about a lot. You know, I just got back from a conference that we were out there uh, pushing this program to uh, diocesan family life ministers and trying to get this out there, right. mainly because there is somebody that has stepped forward, a generous underwriter, and has agreed to pay for any man, group, parish, diocese in the country that wants to go through Strive because we realize and the church is realizing what a problem this that pornography is becoming. It's dividing families, it's destroying relationships, uh, it's linked to domestic abuse. There's so many things out there that, that stem, that, that are destroying everything through pornography it's it's really one of the biggest veins out there so i wanted to talk about that today uh we've talked about and done a show on lust before and we talked about pornography for a small part of that but today we're really going to get into the matter and so any of you out there that may be listening right now in the car with the kids you may want to wait and listen to this one a little bit later we're going to try not to say anything that's inappropriate but this is always going to have some material that you may not want younger ears to hear right so You know, I just as we start to talk about this, you know, there's a quote from C.S. Lewis, who I love, by the way, and he says that chastity is the most unpopular of Christian virtues, and I would have to agree with that, because chastity calls us into something, you know, calls us into a a self denial. You know, we all we all at our core have sexual urges and desires and needs, and and chastity calls us to to be prudent about those and to to live a life of virtue. And to try to live in the way that, that Christ has asked us to. So I, I completely agree with that. And, and, you know, you see this problem in society, it's, it's not talked about a lot. And that's one of the reasons I want to talk about here. You don't often hear about it in homilies, you don't hear it a lot in the churches and the masses. And it's a shame because it's, it's one of the largest plaguing problems in the church. You know, you see it in our scandals, all of the sexual problems in the church. In the sexual issues that we're having, the scandals, and all this pornography is a large part of that. Sure,
1: well, the accessibility is, is more readily available sure. for people. I mean, before you know, you you passed by those stores that you knew what sold that stuff, but you had to go physically in to go get it, mm-hmm. and and now it's like right on your phone. Yeah, you yeah. had to stuff Computer. an old
0: Playboy and the old Spider Man comic right. book, you had to and order it. <laughs> it, yeah, try to your, get it out the door. Right. Yeah, now it's just you know, I look at Google for instance, and you know, you've got all the things across the top, the news, images so all it takes is putting in one word and hitting images and there it is yeah right right at your fingertips and and you know it's very scary because that means your children can also find it there um so we'll get into that in a little bit too but i wanted to as we got started i wanted to paint some of the facts out there about right and when you told
1: me the facts i was shocked yeah i mean uh, yes and no i was shocked but it was like the ability of how many people are really um just kind of sucked into this
0: yeah it's 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 mind blowing. So I mean, I'm going to read some of those off right now, and you know, it was in 2018. It was a 97 billion dollar business. What was it? Ninth, uh, 2018. 18. Okay. So a year ago, this was a 97 billion dollar wow. business. That's more money than some of the professional sports bring in. The NFL, NBA, some of those things. In 2018, there was five billion, five hundred and seventeen million hours consumed. On one site alone. There's one site that's the largest out there. I'm not going to name it here because I don't want to contribute to anybody being able to find sure, this any yeah. easier than they right. can. But that's one site. There are literally hundreds of thousands of sites out there that are that are uh, you know well advertised and then those that aren't. Just There's so much stuff out there. 33.5 billion visits to that one site last year. And, and that equals out to about 92 million daily average of people visiting that site that one site out of all of these so 92 million people yeah a day a day average wow. that one site now that's just that one site that's not all the ones that are out there now you get into some other things we talk about men in ministry guys like you and me and deacon jeff and and the clergy and just guys running men's groups and all these things 64 percent of those men leading ministry are addicted to pornography mm. those are the men leading yeah. now what about the men who are far away from christ I would, I would risk to say that those are in the high 80s, high 90 percentile range of, of people that are engaged in this, whether they're addicted or not. Um, women, women's use is now up into the 30 percentile range of, of pornography uh, uh, use. These sites now track that. You can go on and find this data of what people are, what, what demographics looking mm-hmm. at it, what people are looking at, the, the, the perversity of what they're looking at, all of this stuff. And uh, some more stats. 56% of marriages that end in divorce claim porn is a major reason. So that's 56% wow. of divorces in this country alone. They they name porn as a major reason of, of divorce. And then the average age of children seeing it is six years old.
1: Ah, uh, that's disturbing.
0: And that goes back to what we talked about with Google. You know, right. you're looking at something on your phone. You put your phone down. Your kids know your passcode because you're out to dinner and they can't sit still. And you give them their, your phone to watch Netflix and they hit the button and whoops, there's daddy's porn. Mm-hmm right there and it's destroying children what we're fi- what they're finding now is there are so many people that are addicted now that are 18 19 20 years old and where it was you know 20 years ago when you and I were younger or at the young age or that age group we were just starting because that was when you were old enough to go somewhere get the stuff do all that now the average age of a kid being addicted is 6 and that addiction is starting at that age, they've already been addicted 12, 13, 14 years by the time they're getting the age that 18, 19 years old. And so as, as we as we talk about these facts, like I wanted to put that out there, because so many people, we look at porn as just, it's not a big deal, it's not hurting anything. Well, it's freedom, just, they freedom of choice. Right, 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 and it's something that a lot of guys I hear in talking, because I talk about this every day now, on a daily basis with people from all over the country, you hear guys go, well, I don't understand what the big deal is. I just I'm not bothering my wife. It's a couple minutes of my time. Um, you know, it's just I'm de stressing, whatever all that is. And it's just it's so wrong when you look at this. This is part a huge problem with what's wrong with our world today, with the over-sexualization of our culture, all of these. I mean, if you go back to look at the verse, you know, there's a verse there that Jesus says is very famous. He says, But I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. That's Matthew 5:28. So, we've gotten <laughs> we've gotten dangerously past that, right. right? He's talking about just if you even look at a woman on the street and you have a thought other than she's a beautiful creation and a daughter of my father, then you're off guilt or you're you're in danger right now of committing adultery in your heart. We're off way on the other end of the spectrum of just seeking this stuff out. We're we're using it to self medicate for our own wounds. Um, there's so many things that men deal with on a daily basis that I talk to, and you know, just to see what this the destruction this is causing. It's it'd be hard pressed for you to find something that the devil is using more to disrupt families, to break up families, to to destroy children at a young age than this. And so, as today as we talk about this, I want to get into. What is the reasons behind it? Why are we drawn into it so much? What is it that we're looking for? Um, why are so many people drawn to this? And then also how it relates to some of the other things like domestic violence and all of that. It's just the further you go down that rabbit hole, the further you're going to get
1: into things that are going to destroy your life. Well, and and what you're doing is this patterns going into where, you know, love is being identified as erotic only instead of agape or a love for brother, love for for um, another person. Because it's getting to the point where you, I don't know where about tainted, but it's getting over sexed. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone says I love that person, you know, they're they're in their mind that they define love is is purely sexual desire. That's sure, it. sure, and that's not what love is. Love is a many services of, of of passion. You know, right. emotions.
0: And that's one of the first things I wanted to talk about was, you know, we first have to understand that our sexual desire is good. It was given to us by God. You know, he. In fact, the first commandment was "Be fertile, then and multiply." I mean, the first thing God told us to do when there was man and woman was go and multiply. Sex is good. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's got to be in the context of marriage, and it's got to be in the context of 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 what God called us to, Mm -hmm. just uh, to the chance to open up to life. All of these things. But our our culture, which which you know, um, many popes have talked about in the past, and and, in one of which even even pretty much called all this was the entrance of, of contraception and all these things and what it would do to our culture. And he was spot on. Um, it, it just, it, it's in Humanae Vitae. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything that he said has come true. And the thing is, we have allowed pornography to distort our, our sexual desire. And because of the use of pornography and people that are addicted, there's that great shame and that guilt that comes with it. And so the devil uses it to, to distort that sexual desire and then tell us that we're bad because of that. And what we have to understand, or, or it, it leads us to believe that our sexual desire in the first place is bad, and that's not the case. God gave it to you as a gift. It's just when we go and we distort it, when we use it for things like lust and pornography and, and impurity of self, right. all these things is when we distort God's creation, we turn it into something that was never meant for. And then we begin to play with it and control it, right? We begin to say, well, I'm not open to having life, so I'm gonna use this contraceptive, or we're gonna use the, birth, the pill and all these things. That's where we're getting into the danger these days and then and then it leads to gender dysphoria all these things to just by simply your sexual desire not being oriented properly and that's where where what we're facing today with all of this sexual confusion and everything in the culture this over sexualization is just that 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 is a playground for us to play in and it's not god gave us specific guidelines and the ways that we're supposed to use that gift and that's one of the biggest ways that the devil is getting in and destroying our our families and everything is these guys are getting out there and 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 really letting their minds go on this. The the moment you stop feeling guilty over it is when you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. You know when you're looking at it, and all of a sudden it just becomes something else, and and it becomes a an excuse. You know my wife and I aren't getting along, and so therefore I'm going to do this to make myself feel better. And part of what Strive talks about is understanding why guys are doing this. Really getting down, driving down into the triggers. You know, there's, there's a lot of guys, Matt Pratt will tell you, there's there's an acronym called BLAST. It's bored, lazy, angry, stressed, and tired. And he says these are the most common things that guys use. So for instance, you know, my wife and I argue a lot, or whatever it may be, and I leave feeling belittled. Well, then I'm going to go watch pornography because I'm going to go self-medicate to make myself feel better. But what every one of us that has done that or, or, or any other uh, trigger that we fall into that is engaged in pornography. Mm-hmm. That feeling of this is going to make me feel better is quickly gone afterwards. You've, you're you're filled with shame and guilt because you know that you have you have stepped out of the the realm of what your sexuality is supposed to be and and, and mean and and the the gift of what God gave it to you for. Mm-hmm. So you know one of the other things that I hear a lot is guys guys say, well, I watch pornography because I don't want to cheat on my wife. We've got a lot of kids and she's doing her thing, I'm doing mine. We've sort of grown apart. Um, we don't. We're not as intimate as we, as we once were, and a lot of times it's just easier for me to do this than to to uh, try to woo her or or invite her into the into the sexual act. And what that is is guys say it's not like I'm cheating on my wife, right? I'm just I, I'm not stepping out or I'm doing this, and boy, that is a dangerous game to play right there because you are. Mm-hmm. God made that act for man and woman to come together and to both finish on both sides of that act together for the creative process. And when, whenever you invite, you, when you take your wife out of that act and it becomes a, a one-on-one or any act outside of the marriage period without your wife, you're cheating on your spouse. You are you are committing a sexual
1: act without your partner, the one that you've 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 given vows to in, in front of the woman. right. You're removing her from the intimacy right. that was supposed to be. be- between you and your wife, Sure, right,
0: and that's what he, I mean, in the Bible there's another verse, I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but he says, you know, it talks about spilling your seed on the ground. And that's specifically what he's talking about. A lot of these different things is that that was made, that act was made for the creation of life. Now, obviously with pornography, and with this, this whole, it's not cheating, it is. I, I had a guy the other day tell me, he said, you know, I started off, um, my wife and I, we, we kind of grew apart 12 years ago. And he said, I didn't want to cheat on my wife, so I started watching pornography. He said, for the last two years, I've been engaged in uh, in, in prostitution. Mm. So that's the road that's going yeah. to take you down. When you start explaining away sins, well, I'm only this. Well, I don't want to bother her. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to fight. Right. I don't want to get my feelings hurt if she says no. I want not be rejected. Right, right. right. And yeah. so we, we just play into the devil's hands with this. But we've got to get out of our heads that, that pornography is okay in any sense, especially the one that it's okay and I'm not cheating on my wife because that is completely not true, and that is a that is one of the biggest examples I've seen in my own life with with uh, how the devil had drawn me into pornography before. And I got to tell you guys, that is one of the the greatest gifts I received in my life is when I started to understand that that act was between me and my wife only, and that anything outside of that was considered cheating on her. Um, it really changed my perspective now. You know, of course the desires are still there. You know, if if, if for whatever reason things don't work out for that act to take place, then I, uh, you know, it's hard sometimes, but you have to really pray into it and invite the Lord into it, invite Jesus into the middle of that mess and say, Lord, look, I want to remain true. I want to remain virtuous. I want to remain chaste to my wife and my spouse, and I don't want to engage in this at any moment, and I even got to the point where if I did fall, I would go and have that conversation with my wife because I felt like not only did I need to go to confession and confess to the Lord and apologize to him, but to her because I had stepped outside of, of our marriage in that moment with myself. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I think a lot of guys are struggling with, that they, that they will tell each other this, or they'll tell themselves this to make them feel better, just like we do with any other sin, right? Well, it's just gonna be this once, yeah. or I can go to confession, or I, I, I really don't want to do this, but the, but the Lord will understand. And it's very easy to get caught up in that, and it's a very dangerous game to play. Sure.
1: Well, my, my here's something for me shares like sure you know like uh, when I was younger found found copies of uh, magazines and so forth, you know, mm-hmm. and then the interest peaks, and you know over you know a friend's house as older brother whatever, and then you get to the point where you see it as curiosity, but then it gets to the point where it becomes more and more than than that, right? I mean, that's what you're saying is, is how it begins in as a young age, right. as curiosity, and then it gets to the point where it's like um, more and more like a, a drug almost. Like Yeah, it is. And that's why they call it the new right, drug. Right. And so for me, you know, I mean, I was, you know, gosh, I remain a virgin for a long time. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm saying something personal here, but I assumed, you know, I wasn't dating one, I assumed if, if by watching this or looking at these images, well, then it's okay because – Obviously, obviously, I'm still remaining, you know, pure in myself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, active, not acting out this these desires. But then again, it did catch a hold of me. Mm-hmm. You know, and even our relationship with my wife, when we were dating, that was a topic we came up with, and, and it was something we decided that we did not want in a marriage. Right. Okay, and so it was one of those things where it was, I realized how cold I became over time towards other people, you know, in relationship because that's how I dealt with it. Yeah. you know i said well i'll be this is the this is the being an image that that it's just here and there and i'm done with you know and i'm moving on sure and so that was the same way i was with relationships you know yeah. never got beyond a certain point because it was just like i, I never was open enough right well to and to and be that's, emotionally and that's connected. a great point right. that's
0: what a lot of people don't get like you know when I, I talk to all these guys you know you go through the science and you talk about you know just like if you were doing cocaine like i was there mm-hmm. was a release of dopamine in the brain and that your body sees that it acknowledges it, and then it looks for it more and more, and that's how you develop the habit, the addiction, whether it's drugs or alcohol or pornography. Right. And so guys will understand that they'll see that and go, "Man, that's okay. I get that. I don't want to start an addiction." But what we don't see is what you just talked about. The very the subtle killer of pornography is this this destroyer of relationships. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is God created us all dignified, right? You're a dignified son of God. I am. Deacon Jeff is most days. Um, but just, kidding. <laughs> I'm just Sorry. kidding. I just but, um, laughed at the microphone. No, that's right. fine. But no, there's a we're all created with a certain di- with a level of dignity. You know, we're all beloved sons and daughters of Christ. So what happens is when you become um, numb, as you were saying to yeah. that, oh, yeah. you pull up your laptop and you think, oh, I got a couple minutes. I'm I'm going to de stress whatever. That's not you know a guy and a girl with a face and a name anymore. That's person X and Y, and they serve only your purpose. It's a means to an end for you then. So you have you one have ignored your own dignity by by engaging in that act yourself. You're you're, you're sinning. You're causing yourself to sin. You're you are um, you are forgetting the dignity that you're a beloved son of God and that you can be better than that or a daughter of, mm-hmm. uh, of, of God. But so you're you're ignoring your own dignity. But then at that point you're you're completely ignoring the dignity of the people in the videos. Uh, that that's somebody's daughter. That, that not just God's but somebody you know an earthly person's daughter, son. son you know grandkid like all of that sure. all that goes out the window it's just a means to an end for you and what happens is that's the more you engage in it the more you num- you, you become numb to everyone else's needs right. and desires
1: and I, so a I study you do know, you get yeah. a lot of facts and figures i wonder how many people who are actors or actresses you know that are in mm-hmm. these shows and these images what their background was a trauma yeah. because a lot of people that are hurt sure. or have been hurt end up in in this I guess you say in in doing something like that, yeah. you know. Um, I mean, it's quite amazing. I'm sure there's some you know mental health issues going well, there on are. In a lot of people. Yeah,
0: there are in strive. There's a there's a woman that uh, was in the industry, and one of the things she says in the video is that was very striking. Is I, the reason I kept in it is because I was hoping that somewhere along the way someone would love me hmm. if I kept giving myself that someone would love me. And she talks very powerfully about the loss of dignity the human trafficking the the domestic abuse the rape all these things that go on behind the scenes and so that's another thing we need to consider too when we're engaging in this is we're condoning all of that we're playing a part in all of that when we when we're paying for this stuff even if you're not there's plenty of free places out there just the fact that you're engaging this gives more views more things people are getting paid for advertising all of this stuff child pornography is a huge thing and that's That's the problem. You become numb to everything like we talked about. Like You 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 look at guys that are really caught up in this and all the relationships in their life are damaged or gone. And it's because it becomes one of objectification and use. You're my friend as long as you can do something for me. The moment that stops, I don't need you. My wife, the minute you quit going to bed with me or cooking for me or whatever it is I have in my head I think you should be doing, then we're done. Like I don't need you because it's all about me. The danger in pornography is not that it shows too much, it shows too little in the words of John Paul II. And what that does is it leads us to only look and to use people for what we see, for their exterior beauty, for what they can do for us, and it destroys all of that, and it makes us numb, and that's why there's so many cases of domestic abuse, because people start off and say, well, I'm just going to watch this vanilla form of porn, right? This regular, you know, regular pornography. Yes, all pornography. Thank you. And then all of a sudden, they're watching something that has to do with like an inner family relationship, Uh, or they're watching something with choking somebody, or it gets more violent. And so many people, they don't separate that. You can't because you get so addicted to it that all of a sudden that's how you're treating people. That's why there's so many cases of domestic violence and all of this stuff. And it leads from just Satan preying on our sexual desires and allowing him to have full control of that and to to basically turn it into his playground. And so we've got to look at this as men. Like, when are we going to take a stand and say enough's enough, right? We all have our urges. We all have our physical desires. You're not alone in that. Every man that's on this earth has those same urges and desires. So when are we going to stop and say that's enough? Because we've got to lead our children out of this mess. You know, it scares me to death that Jacob's going to go to somebody's house one night because he's nine now, and some kid's going to say, look at this. And he's going to be scarred for life. At nine years, ten years old, he's going to see something, and if he doesn't say something to me about it, which hopefully he would, mm-hmm. but that's going to control how he grows as a young man, how he views women, and that's the other part of it. So many men that are engaging in this, you're changing your whole perspective of how you look at women. I mean, just would you want somebody looking at your daughter the way that somebody you're looking at that lady right. on the as film an object? Yeah, and that's that's a huge problem with this and. So men that get started in this, we all—it's like any other sin. It's—it's it, it's, well, it's I'm not hurting anybody, just this one time, and then all of a sudden you're you're caught up in it. I mean, I can say the same thing about my drug use. I did, you know, when I first did it, I thought, well, it'll be this once, and ten years down the road, I'm sitting in a jail cell. Well, that's what's going to happen with pornography. Whether somebody you're going to get into child pornography down the road, there's the, the problems of that and being arrested and all these things. You're going to destroy your life, is my point. Whatever you're looking at. There's nothing good that comes out of this. You can't love yourself. You can't love others in your life properly with pornography, you just can't. So, as we talked about this today, I wanna just let everybody know, not just because I work for him, but because I've been through the resource and I've seen what it does. Matt Brad has been speaking about Strive for, I mean, that's not Strive, been speaking about pornography for 10 years. And he's spoken to hundreds of thousands, millions of people around the country. And so, he came to, to Cardinal Studios and they put together a 21 day detox. Where you know nobody's saying that you're going to be cured in 21 days, but what they are saying is if you're going to stop, that you need the tools in your life to be able to do that. And so a lot of priests have told us you know when, where when guys are going into confession, they're confessing this, but as they're leaving they're looking still deflated, right? Like mm-hmm. they're just they need something in their lives to be able to 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 give them the, what they need beyond the sacrament right. so what so what we've what we've done what Matt and Cardinal Studios put together, was uh this this whole thing it's going to show guys your triggers it's going to show guys their activation sequence so why am i doing this what's the process between when i'm triggered to when i fall and then it's going to show it's going to talk to them about the science of what's going on in their bodies and it's going to talk
1: to them about the theology of the body and the dignity right i think with information like that is amazing and it's 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 a motivation as well sure the more information you know how to help yourself and how how to to gain freedom from it, Sure, go for it guys. Well, that's the
0: thing. So it's free now. We've had a benefactor step forward an underwriter. So go to strive 21.com. If you're struggling, you can sign up, start immediately. You can be anonymous. Just put whatever name you want in there and that'll be what's in there. That's all we'll see. We'll have your email address, but it'll be private to the company. But, uh, give yourself a shot at this. And, and men, if you leave here today with one thought, you're never going to be able to get rid of the urges. But we've got to reorient that desire. We've got to look to the good. And we the only way you can do that is through prayer and through asking for Jesus' help, for, for doing the things in our life that are going to lead us to virtue. You need accountability in your life too. If you're struggling with this, reach out to somebody in your life, a friend, somebody you trust, that you can talk to about these things. Don't be embarrassed, don't be shamed, don't let the, the devil guilt you into being quiet. because well,
1: you're not the only one going through it too. Right, right.
0: the chances are if you're in a room with 10 people, eight or nine of them are struggling with the same thing. Yeah. And, and, and the devil's favorite thing to use is shame and guilt. Don't let him win. Get out there. Talk to somebody. Get this out there and get the help you need because all it's going to do is it's going to destroy your relationships with everybody in your life, with your children, with, with your wife. And if, if we're going to live the vocation we're called to live as fathers, leading people to Christ, leading people to heaven, leading our families and other men, then this is something that cannot be involved in your life. It's right. something that's got to go away. It's not going to do it on its own. we got to be proactive. So. Just guys, when you're when you're thinking about this, there's several verses in the Bible to go to. Pray into those. Pray for chastity. Pray for those virtues, and uh, and just man, go check out Strive because I'll tell you, it is something that's made a difference in my life and thousands of men around the world. So guys, as we uh, as we close out here, we're just really going to pray for the strength and the courage to be able to defeat this in our lives. So why don't we do that right now? In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Heavenly Father. Pornography is one of the single most destructive forces in our society today. It teaches us to use and objectify others and to completely focus on self. Give us the strength to reject the temptation of lust and pornography. And Father, help us to reorient our sexual desire towards the good and to always see the dignity of every person. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew.